Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Luke John Louis, the host of the Deep Voice Man Show. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, our guests are Lou Everett and Sherry McManus, uh, the founders of the Lou Everett Group. And uh, Lou and Sherry are known for their highly effective coaching teaching and speaking on the importance of personal growth and how it impacts our influence as a leader. Uh, so with more than four decades of combined experience in training, coaching, and leadership, they also have received training and mentoring from well-known and successful coaches and teachers from the likes of Tony Robbins, Zig Ziglar, Brian Tracy, John Maxwell, Jack Canfield, and Paul Martinelli, and our certified leadership coaches and corporate trainers. Our mission, uh, well, their mission, rather, is to transform today's leaders by serving people and businesses through leadership coaching, corporate training, empowerment speaking, and personal development, um, regardless uh, if the folks or clients are solopreneurs or at the C-suite level. And leadership is influenced no matter how big or small the, the business, and so uh, nothing more, nothing less. Um, so um, I'm very excited to have them uh, on here as guests. Uh, I was able to connect with them through LinkedIn, which is an amazing platform. And so they're very busy, so I'm very thankful that they were able to carve out some time in their uh, packed schedule to sit down and uh, have a chat with us. Um, so, uh, again, thank you guys for coming on. I guess to, to start off, um, what what exactly is your guys' background, and what how did you first gravitate to, towards doing what you do today? Oh, well, thanks for having us on, Luke. This is uh, uh, I'm not sure how the weather is by you, but it's uh, it's been really nice here in North Carolina, and today's a little bit more dreary than it has been. <laughs> Welcome to Monday, but, but it's still <laughs> quiet out, <laughs> so it's good. But it's still good. So, no, thank you so much for having us on and connecting with us um, and, and allowing us to, you know, to share with y'all. Um, but do you want to you want to start how you, how we got how you got into it? Uh, and I, we kind of have our own little individual stories that goes back a little bit to when we were kids. But uh, sure. Uh, and then what we kind of end up now. So, why don't you tell them you tell them your story? Yeah. So, so for me, um, you know, my mom always shares a story with me ever since I, I don't know, you know, kids in the neighborhood, you know, six, seven, eight years old. And here I was the littlest one out of all of them, and, and uh-huh. they were, and here I was leading the pack, right? <laughs> and okay. So I, I had, yeah. <laughs> so I had these uh, innate qualities in me uh, already as a leader, but didn't really know it. Um, and then as I got older, um, I, I always found myself in in roles of a leadership position, uh, indirectly. Mm. Uh, so that was exciting, and and knowing that I could step up when there mm. was chaos around um, or step up and, you know, people just kind of gravitated towards me of like, well, Sherry, what do you think? Or like, what should we do? And I'm like, new. And I'm like, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> you know, but I, <laughs> I learned over, <laughs> but I learned over the years, you know, to, to lean into that. And I knew um, that it was helping others, which I've always loved and how I can lead people and use my smarts for the greater good is how I like to do it. So that's, that's a right. little bit of my background, um, you know, a little bit. And, and then the, the big pivoted one, which we can get to later, um, is is uh, uh, our, my near-death experience in August of 2018 uh, that really uh, wow. set, it, set it 
projected, I guess you could mm-hmm. say, what our business is. Kind of combined them combined together there. Yeah. But, yeah. but I'll leave that Got for it. a little bit. So. <laughs> sure. Hold on to that one. I'll hold okay. on to that one. But Lou has his story. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was um, – it's my parents – I have to give a lot of credit to my mother and my father, both, mm-hmm. both good leaders, but my mother in particular – uh, I would, you know, as as a kid, you know, we know how this is. You know, parents are always dropping you off at school or right. store or to meet with friends, and I wasn't allowed to listen to my own tunes in the car with my mother. She wouldn't let me turn the radio on and listen to my music. It was she'd pop wow. in a Tony Robbins tape or you know John Maxwell tape or you know, stuff oh. like that, and, and it was something that she. I know now, now looking back, she did it on purpose, right? It's uh, I learned mm-hmm. from that, um, and right. she really exhibited. A, the, the care for people and the desire to really help people influence them in a way that's going to help them with positive action. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, that's where, that's where the seeding began for me. Uh, as mm-hmm. though I, I got older, I, my first management <laughs> management role I was 18. And of course, big head, big ego uh, made a lot of mistakes mm-hmm. over the last you know, 30 years. Uh, in, right. in, 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 but in, you learn, but, um, what what got me into it, uh, what really got me into the fact of, of being a leader and, and mainly what I call an influencer is the impact that I was able to have on people. Well, that's a very powerful mm. responsibility. Right. And um, and realizing that I can use that ability, hone in the, the ability, learn and grow mm. into it to where I can grow and help other people do the same thing. And using mm-hmm. that that influence for a positive instead of a negative, so that's the mm-hmm. drive was was doing what I could to help people to become mm-hmm. the better versions of who they are, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and then of course then at this from that point on I've I've held management roles, frontline mm-hmm. management roles, leadership roles at the mm-hmm. executive level mm-hmm. over the years mm-hmm. and. Um, Learned a lot, failed a lot, and so we love sharing what we've learned and what we've failed in to help other people hopefully overcome their challenges and their stuckness. Wow, that's amazing. Um, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. And I, I noticed there's a lot of similarities between both of you guys' uh, backgrounds. Obviously, um, for you, Sherry, ever since you were a child, you were the, sort of the leader of the pack so to speak. Right. <laughs> and, she still is. And, oh, okay, she's, she's still the leader. Of the and, uh, and, uh, and you, Lou, obviously you were, you were, you were attracted to leadership. You, you jumped into these kind of, you know, you were working in these management roles, which is amazing. And so mm-hmm. it's incredible how um, folks, if they can understand their talents and what they're best at and try to, you know, work off that and maximize that. I think that's incredible. And right. that's something that I'm trying to do as well. So uh, I, I love hearing when people are, are, are doing that or have done that and whatnot. Now, you talked about Good. how leadership can also be used for positivity, for positive things and neg- or negative things, which I think is so uh-huh. true. And right. you obviously were trying to hone in on your ability to lead by uh, obviously learning from others. So you can increase mm-hmm. your ability, which I think is so great to always continuously have the mindset of a student because you never know everything, right? right? And, right. and, and right. so, right. And being a leader is about training others to be leaders themselves in many ways. It's not trying to get people to right. just be followers, but get them right. to, to lead as well, and which I think is so, right. so critical. And it's interesting how your mom had you listen 
to Tony Robbins and John Maxwell. Um, I actually, uh, I'm aware of both of those guys because I, I read a lot of personal development literature and whatnot. Um, I don't listen to it. I'm more of a, like a reader type. But I think John Maxwell's mm-hmm. books on leadership are some of the best that I've, I've read. And mm-hmm. uh, so I, I'm a big fan of John Maxwell. In fact, he wrote a book called Failing Forward, which I think is amazing. And oh, yeah. he talked about Great how, books. right, yeah. It's a wonderful book, and he, he, you talked about how you learned and you failed a lot. It's interesting because I, um, I interviewed another guest who he was an entrepreneur, and he had failures here and there, which is typical. He, he told me, which I, I think that really resonated with me, that there's actually no such thing as failure but learning experiences. <laughs> and I think that's pretty true. That, and uh, and that I think that to add on that, the only way you really fail is if you get knocked down and you stay down. Right, but if you right. if you get you back up, it's not really a failure. Right, you you learn something, and I yep. when you frame it that way, it's so I think it's so amazing, uh, and I think it's true. so true. Yeah, yeah. And, very true. Um, so yeah, it, yeah. you know, uh, so very so true. I I wanted to thank you guys for sharing your story, and I and I and obviously I want to hear about that story that where you had a near death experience. Thank thankfully you were able to overcome that. <laughs> And you're still with us, mm-hmm. and yeah. and so uh, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of crazy and whatnot. Uh, yeah. So definitely want to know more about that. I- I'm curious, uh, what is the uh, uh, the current state of personal development and leadership where you guys see it right now? Like, what challenges has the pandemic posed? Uh, well, for uh, for us or for um, other companies in general. Sure. Um, why don't we go with both? You could talk about your, what you guys have gone through personally, and I guess overall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll take this one for you started off. The, in, the, in the beginning of the pandemic, see, we were, Sherry and I are very fortunate, and this is important for everyone and every listener out there to really, really listen to this right. because we have found such a, such a um, benefit from, from aligning ourselves with, with mentors and other coaches for us to give us the guidance mm-hmm. that we need. We're not just leadership coaches and corporate trainers. We have our own coaches that we work with to help us. Mm. Um, wow. And every, every stage of our life in our business. Uh, and, and you've got to, as a coach, in order to really help out other people, you have to know where your weaknesses mm-hmm. are and where your strengths are and constantly mm-hmm. grow. And in the, in the beginning mm-hmm. of the pandemic, when things were starting to get real, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. we had already, our, our mentors um, had, we had met, we meet, we met with them frequently and, and they had let us know, say, listen, we we see this happening. We can, right. you know, we, Sherry and I are align ourselves with futurist thinkers, right? We want to see beyond mm-hmm. today to see what, what's, what is the possibility of things happening? And we were, they were, they said, you've got to prepare for how you are going to add value to people during this pandemic, because it's going to get worse before it gets better. And, and it was about adding value to other people. Well, you can't add value to other people, Luke, if you Mm -hmm. are not growing and adding value to yourself first as a leader. Right. Right. You're, 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 you can only give at the limit of your own growth. So you've right. got to develop that. So Sherry and I sat mm-hmm. back and said, what can we do to add more value to people during this time to get them through it 
because the reality of it is, man, companies mm-hmm. didn't know what to do. They put the skids on on everything, right? They didn't know what was going right. to go down. They right. they uh, weren't sure if they were going to be able to grow. They begin uh, they, they didn't even begin to plan on sending people home because they didn't even know if that was going to have to happen or not, right? And so they just right. froze. There was a lot of that happening, and we noticed that, and we knew that was going to happen, but we wanted to be there to give them mm-hmm. something that they right. can use and rely upon during the transition. And so we mm-hmm. began to did, did our own study and personal growth on uh, – we have a, a teaching that we do on con- move, five steps to move from confusion to clarity that we put together. Right. And we began to just give that away. We set up these mm. events. People can come at no cost, no no sales, none of that. Wow. Uh, we set up a, a mastermind um, using John Maxwell's 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, which if you right. haven't read, highly, highly recommended for personal growth. Um, mm. And we, we set up these masterminds where they're like study sessions that we just – gave away to people come here let's let us be the mm. let us be that facilitator um mm. to get you through this this piece of of what's happening in life mm. um but it was only because we aligned ourselves with the right people and right. um they continuously encourage us to do so so for us mm. that was a big part um of us adding value to us and to other people because mm. businesses mm. frankly even now uh, are a little loosening up more now but they were paralyzed a lot of companies right. weren't sure what to do. Uh-huh. Um, they were wrapped up with those types of things and not really focusing on the development of themselves or other people at that moment right. because they were being reactive. So we wanted to be there to help right. them. That's amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. And um, thank you for sharing that story. So <clears throat> you essentially um, decided to focus. You mentioned focusing on yourself and adding value to yourself. I actually – uh, that really resonated with me because I'm sure you heard the saying that uh, when you're on a plane, you have to, to put your own um, oxygen mask on first. You have to put That's your own right. mask on first before you help others out. And right. So there's something to that. And oh, yeah. Obviously, right. And you can't really help others if you don't have, uh, if you don't have a lot of value within yourself to provide others. So I think that uh, definitely true. It reminds me uh, a lot of an interview uh, uh, that I – I think I read where a gentleman said that, how can you help the poor if you're, if you're poor yourself, right? <laughs> you know, you, yeah. you can't yeah. be amongst the poor to truly help them. So there, there is something to that. Um, truly believe that. Mm-hmm. Now, my understanding is you gave out um, for free uh, something mm-hmm. uh, previously you had obviously charged for um, to help right. others. Um, the, right. That kind of resonates with me as well because obviously we, we hear this principle over and over again. To get something in return, you have to give. Um, a lot of successful yeah. people are givers, and they don't worry about what they get in return. Um, they they mm-hmm. understand that it'll just come back to them at some point. Um, so that's amazing. Right. And so you, so you were able, you guys were able to kind of weather the storm um, based on mm-hmm. the, these principles that you followed and that you learned. And but and also you, you also have coaches yourself. So you're coaches, but you have coaches, and that's yeah. amazing because obviously. <laughs> You know, if you um, you know what they say, if you sell something, you also have to use it as well. Uh, and mm-hmm. you guys are <laughs> living proof of that. Yeah. And I, I believe everyone should have a coach. Uh, so yeah. I, I think that's incredible. And you mentioned that you have weaknesses and whatnot, and you try mm-hmm. to coaches can help you with those weaknesses. 
And uh, yeah. so that's amazing. And you consider yourself mm-hmm. a futurist, so you're always focused on the future. Um, now, obviously, uh, you had shared your story, and you wanted to go first. Is there anything you wanted to add, Sherry? Or um, as far as personal development, um, you know, since we did this together, we're giving. You know, we we that we really turned up when the pandemic started and leaned into our leaders. Right. You know, that was I just it. I, I just couldn't help but we have to do something, mm-hmm. um, and right. we were. You know, we look at it, you know, Lou and I looked at each other and we're like, you know, we were we were born for these type of moments, you mm-hmm. know, where where everybody right, was right. just kind of in the shock and and don't know what to do. And that's OK. I think everybody has a role right. to play. But then that's where the uncertainty, that's where leaders right. shine. Mm-hmm. That's where leaders step up. So we yeah. we are very confident in our skill set and our true gifts that we are that solid object for people that they can lean on and, and, and we right. can guide them with their, with their uh, best interests at heart mm-hmm. uh, with that. So it right. really turned it, turned it up for us. And it was, and it was a busy time and exhausting, exciting but, at but exciting right. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. And that's amazing. And, yeah. and you mentioned before how you studied from uh, these amazing people. Uh, like Brian, yeah. uh, in the intro that I mentioned, Brian Tracy and whatnot. So you've actually met with these folks, um, I'm guessing, or and, and learned from them. That's that's incredible. I, I I'm actually aware of all of them. I've read I've written <laughs> I've read several books by Brian Tracy and <laughs> Tony Robbins, and so I think mm-hmm. that's that's very fascinating. Um, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you had called yourself a futurist. Uh, there's going to be a time when the pandemic goes away for the most part, uh, hopefully mm-hmm. sooner rather than later, uh, particularly with the vaccine distribution. Uh, I'm curious, where do you guys see things going in the future uh, when it comes to personal development, leadership, and whatnot? And where do you see where do you see your, uh, where do you guys see yourselves in that future? Mm-hmm. You see, the pandemic and situations like this, as Sherry mentioned, uh, it it, it it has changed the yeah. dynamic of oper- of operations mm-hmm. of companies and businesses and right. and their approach now what we what i see what we see is that there's the transition we're still a lot of companies are still in the transition of identifying mm-hmm. changes that that need to mm-hmm. ma- be made to be consistent as a business um, and, and what we right. what i see what we see here in the future is this you're going to have, and we're starting to see it already, and it's uh, it's going to it's coming as we move along. Is there's going to be business right. that are businesses that are going to survive this, and there's businesses that are yeah. not going to survive this. And right. the businesses that aren't going to survive this, the majority of them, they're not going to be because of financial issues. It's right. going to be based upon them not being able to adapt to provide for the needs of their employees. Right. At this moment in at this moment in time, we've have so many companies where their employees are working from home and they're proving that they can provide and they can work from home and they can do their job. Right. Here's the challenge right. though. Here's the challenge. Are the leaders that are managing and leading the people that are now working remote hmm. are they able to manage that? Have they been right. Uh, if, if, if there's a difference between leading remote workers and leading pe- in-person workers, very big difference right. in how you would lead those people. Right. Right. What are what are you doing to sharpen up those leadership skills to be able to do that? Are you going and finding ways and learning new ways to manage people 
from the distance as opposed to in person. The only way a business is going to be successful is if they pivot and transition Hmm. and remove the idea that that we're going to ever go back to normal. It's never going to happen. There's not going to be a normal. I know maybe some of your listeners aren't going to like this, but I'm very clear about this. There is no... There's, we're not going back to what you consider normal. It's not going to happen anymore. We are now needing to transition, and we don't want to. If you think about it, right? Growth doesn't happen right. in stagnation. It happens with with movement. Right. Growth is messy. Mm. Growth is messy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So we're we're finding, and I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna go on a limb and say this that remote working mm. is taking on a whole different dynamic in a company. Right, um, and there's some challenges there: communication, team dynamics, mm. engagement, mm. all of those new new mm. things that these companies that have been thriving because in person they can manage quote right. unquote their staff because mm. they're in person. That now that they're remote, a lot of these right. leaders have to let go of their ego and let go of some of these other challenges that they they may be facing on how to manage remote workers. You have to trust their. And they've employees. got to trust their employees. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. There's a trust um, issue, and so. There's a lot of that. And so there's, these transitions are beginning now, but you're gonna, it's going to take some time, and these companies are going to fully depend upon the development of their, mm. of their managers and leaders in order to make mm. this happen. Mm. question is, what, do you, mm. what are they doing? What do you have in place mm. now that's going to help that to when, right. when uh, uh, being proactive? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I see. Yep. And uh, so that's amazing. So you're – uh, and obviously, you're at the forefront of teaching and training leaders and managers make, uh, to make sure that they're able to make this transition. And mm-hmm. companies, uh, it's interesting how a lot of you said the difference between companies uh, that survive and buy a lot of it is uh, if they're able to adapt to the needs of their employees who are often working remotely, uh, which I think mm-hmm. is probably. Uh, obviously, management, you were saying, is different um, within person and, and then when it's remote. Um, they have to kind of set the ego side, trust the employees more, which I think is incredible. And and it's tough mm-hmm. because obviously everyone misses the old ways of doing things. But uh, obviously we always hear about this uh, this phrase, the normal, uh, <laughs> and, and that's what you're kind of uh, describing in, some, in a sense that we're never going to go back to the way things were. And it, it does look like, right. like that's true uh and we're, we're noticing that a lot of people working from home uh, they want to stay working from home stay with the kids they don't want to you know they don't want to mess around with the commute and obviously it helps them save time and money when they don't have to travel and whatnot um and yeah. it, it's, it's curious obviously i was i was reading an article saying that people are working longer hours when they're at home right uh so i guess mm-hmm. productivity is sort of going up and i'm, I'm sure firms are looking at that and maybe that that's better them on their end and so uh, and you mentioned before growth is messy and you're and but you're there to sort of clean up the mess and help managers to learn how to handle this period which is amazing and whatnot uh, and helping firms to survive and um, obviously it's been tough because so we hear so many businesses have closed and it's heartbreaking businesses that have been open uh, a lot of times for decades uh, just shuttering their doors and but mm-hmm. uh, hopefully with your guys' help, things turn around and uh, managers and entrepreneurs are able to make this transition, so to speak. Um, now, mm-hmm. it, I'm curious, there are uh, obviously there are a lot of coaches out there, uh, personal mm-hmm. development coaches, leadership coaches and whatnot. 
to help firms and help individuals. Uh, I'm curious, what, uh, what competitive advantage do you guys have? Uh, what kind of makes you guys unique or what makes you guys stand out or how do you differentiate yourself and what makes you perhaps maybe better than many of the other coaches out there and whatnot? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, um, we don't, we, we're not going to sit here and say that we're better than another coach. <laughs> sure. We're all different. Uh, we all have wrong, different yeah. approaches, right? Uh, we all have yeah. different approaches. Sure. And we don't, we don't really consider, I mean, in, in the logistics of, of, of business, sure, there's competition, but we, we approach things very differently when it comes to those right. types of relationships. We don't, we don't look at other coaches that do something similar to us as, as competitors. We, we right. try to partner with those types of, we try to partner with other coaches because we can't wow. do it all and, and not everyone's right. a fit. And we want to have other, other coaches that are good at what they do that we can refer them when, mm. when the art, you know, someone comes to us and they're not necessarily a fit for us. So we look right. at it from that perspective and, and as entrepreneurs and businesses, we've got to support one another. So that I'm, I just want to lay that out there. So, mm-hmm. so you can kind of see that that's one thing that makes us very different is that we don't, right. we don't, we don't look at, we don't look at other right. coaches in our space as competitors. That's that's number one. Okay. Um, the second thing that makes us very different is our approach with our client. Mm. We we meet our we meet we, we call our clients partners. By the way, when we when we work with somebody, mm. we partner with them in their success. They're, we look at it from if they're not successful, we're not going to be successful. And right. um, we have our own proprietary method that we have created combining our four and a half years, de- four and a half decades of experience combined mm. along with our training and experience and, and certifications in, in the space. We've created our empowerment system. Uh, it starts with an M and not mm-hmm. an EM. So it starts with M. So it's empowerment. Mm-hmm. And that system is, it, we've mm. created that. It's ours. It's our system. Wow. It makes it very different. And every letter of the word empowerment, starting with the letter M in this in this trademark logo, mm. Mm. has start is the is the first letter of each one of the principles of this of this system, mm. and we utilize mm. that principle those principles in how we coach, how we train, how we interact with people mm. on an everyday basis. Um, mm. And the first the first principle is the is letter M, which stands for me. Mm-hmm. As it all as right. a leader, it all starts with you and it ends with you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we use that system, we use that method and how we coach and how we develop other people that um, make that stands us out very differently than other people is because we do mm. have our own system. We do have our mm. own proprietary method, but we also mm. teach it. We teach that method mm. too. So it's not just we're holding it to ourselves. Uh, as a matter of fact, Sherry and I are co-authoring a book that's going to be released in uh, hopefully in August, September of this year, mm. while those well. Uh, called empowerment leadership, the ten principles every okay. leader must follow to lead with influence, um, and it's mm. based on that system. Right? Mm. Anyone that's met with us will tell you that um, mm. our full intent and only focus mm. is the is the value of who our partner, our, our client is, identifying mm. what their needs are. We do an assessment mm. and you know a needs assessment. We do those mm. types of things to find out where they are, where they want to be, where they intend to be. Right, and then we help guide them to get there because we believe that they have the answer. Mm. They just are, we sometimes we can only see so far, so we just help. Like Sherry says, what you so we call it, pull back the weeds, right? Pull back the weeds, yeah. No, pull back <laughs> the weeds so they can see the clarity, right? 
Uh-huh. And really another way that we stand out, too, is that we actually walk the walk. You know, we're not – there are some folks out there that they, you know, they're coaching, and um, but they get so far in their career that uh-huh. they forget to have that curious mindset. They mm-hmm. become the expert, right. which we all are experts, right. but then they stop there. And they just right. kind of go through and walk, you know, just kind of go through the motions, right? right. Where right. we walk the walk. We're constantly learning. We're constantly having – that growth mindset, and that is part mm-hmm. of our training. But that is that mm-hmm. is what we truly be- so we do believe, believe yeah. and that's a part of our right. core and our core values. Um, and also right. that we value others, and we truly mm-hmm. believe that because we've had had other businesses. I mean, we've been together. Our first business was in 2005, mm-hmm. uh, and we learned a lot and we lost a lot, but mm-hmm. it was it wasn't sustainable. Now now mm-hmm. that we, we've had multiple small businesses throughout the years. And now this, Mm. all that experience we have learned in this business that Mm -hmm. it's not a crash and burn. Yes, we know how to Mm. make money. We know how to make it fast, but it's not sustainable. Mm. So how can we build Mm. a business that is going to be sustainable and enjoy the process, enjoy the journey at the same time and give and valuing others and helping and 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 giving back. So that's a slow boom mentality that I like to call and that is so much more rewarding Mm -hmm. than the other way because we have been down that road. We're like, yeah, we can make X amount of dollars and yeah, it was, it was great, but it was frustrating, but it was a crash Mm. and burn. Um, Mm. And that's just not how we want to operate going forward and Mm. thinking about legacy and thinking Mm. about the long-term game versus the short-term game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's about the, it's about that way. It's like (laughs) we are putting, putting profits above people. It's not what we do. Mm. We've realized that over the years, and we've learned from our right. mistakes. It's uh, always put people above profits, and, and when the rest will come. The rest will really come, um, and you'll always have solid relationships that people trust mm. you, they look up mm. to you, um, and, and they will value your input. And that's what leaders are. Mm. That's a, that's a good leader. You want people to follow right. you because they want to, not because they have right. to. Right. You know. Definitely. That's so important. Um, and uh, thank you so much for sharing that, and uh, and that's amazing. And uh, I guess to start off, you, you said that you don't view other coaches as competition. You, know, you view them as potential partners, and right. I think that's incredible. And it's an example of what they call, I think, uh, I'm sure you've, uh, you've heard of the, the abundance mentality. There, there's enough for everyone. Sure. And yep. It's not right. right. It's not, Absolutely. It's not zero sum. <laughs> right. And it, it's um, never zero sum. And it's interesting. And then obviously you talked about this proprietary method that you have. Um, you mm-hmm. you talked about empowerment. Again, it starts with an M. And that M stands for me. Um, and mm-hmm. that's, uh, that definitely sounds incredible. And you help folks with uh, with this method that uh, you – and you've also copyrighted the, this proprietary mm-hmm. uh, method and whatnot, which is amazing. Now, the book you guys are coming out with on leadership, um, I'm definitely going to uh, check that out. I'm going to buy it. Uh, so <laughs> you have at least one customer, yeah. and you have to start somewhere. We'll come back on when, we're, when it's about to be released for you. How about that? Oh, that'd be great. Thank you so much. And yeah. you yeah. mentioned, um, um, the, I think Sherry mentioned the idea of pulling back the weeds. And uh, mm-hmm. so essentially – when people come on board, you give them an assessment 
to see what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong, which I think is amazing. And you, you also talked about the idea that for many coaches, they make the mistake of thinking that they know everything that, you know, they, their cup is full and whatnot, but, uh, you know, as they say in Zen, but, uh, the, the idea is you always have to keep learning, uh, and right. there's always something new to learn. I think Albert Einstein talked about continuously always being a student. He never felt like he knew everything, and yeah. um, so that's so important. And you, you mentioned before the idea, I think it was Sherry, that, that you walk the walk. You talk the talk, but you walk the walk. Mm-hmm. And right. I think that's so important, right, because people can sense that authenticity, and right. they, just, they can just sense it. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, obviously if someone is inauthentic, they can, they could sense that perhaps they could sense that as well. And right. of course, yeah. And you also mentioned um, that a lot of leaders make the mistake of putting profits over people. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it reminds me of that movie. Um, you may have seen it uh, with Michael Douglas, Wall Street. It came out in the late eighties where he talked about greed yeah. and good. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, that kind of thing, it's, uh, he was sort of like a cruel, heartless kind of businessman. He kind of got his at the end, uh, particularly if you saw the sequel and whatnot. And so, <laughs> but, it, but the reverse is true, where you, if you care about others, uh, it comes back, uh, you get more out of that. And apparently, you know, when you put people over profits, I, I totally agree with that. And, yeah. uh, you know, and so that, that's so important because Cialdini in his book, Influence, talks about the idea of being likable and that if people mm-hmm. like you that helps expand your influence so I, I definitely think there's there's something to that and so many people so many leaders have it really really backwards uh yes they and, do uh, yeah a lot of leaders want to be like sharks like you, you see in the in the tv show shark tank um yeah uh, which, yes. uh, which i do yeah. think is entertaining but I, I don't agree with the idea of people being sharks uh, in the sense of putting money over people. Uh, maybe I'm defining mm-hmm. it wrong or whatnot. I don't know. But I, I totally agree get with it. you on that. No, you get it. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. So I, yeah. I have one person there who gets it. And so I, I definitely agree with that. And I'm, I'm curious now, um, you, I'm sure you guys have helped many people uh, and whatnot and many clients. Uh, I'm wondering, can you can you tell us any of the most moving or entertaining stories from your guys' life or career? Boy, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I can give you two of them mm-hmm. off the top here. <laughs> well, I'm going to start with one of my first management roles. Uh, I was 18 and was promoted a manager and, and I thought I was hot, you know, I thought I knew everything <laughs> and I was proud of myself. And now I get to lead people and boy, that I, di- I just wow. didn't have any clue uh, what I was getting myself into. And um, I, re- I realized very quickly as I was managing people, I was kind of dictating to them what to do and how to grow. And, and I really wasn't following mm. my own advice uh, and it didn't fare well. Right. I, I started losing some mm. key players. Um, and realized I wasn't as good as I thought I was, you know, and, uh, wow. um, but, uh, but I was, uh, fortunate for me. Um, I did have some mentors even then that would give me mm. the guidance that I needed to shape up. Now, here's the thing, you know, you could take it one of two ways. Somebody could come to you and give you suggestions as a mentor and, and, and you either you listen to it or you listen and you say, I don't really, 
I don't, I don't believe that. Right. I don't have to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm good enough. It's not my fault. It's their right. fault. That kind of mentality, which right. fortunately carries along with a lot of leaders today. But I want to give you that because that just shows you where I began. Um, uh, and then the, the, and then where, uh, my last, my last executive role that I, um, that I played in, and even as a peer, uh, um, one of the best things, best, best things that anybody ever said to me near the, uh, near the end of my corporate career, uh, one of uh, a staff member that I was leading, uh-huh. he said to me, he says, Lou, he says, you know what, you know, what's the best about working with you? And this was just out of uh, off, off cuff. He says, right. You, you make, you make me want to work. Wow. You make me want to work. And you see wow. that from where I started to where, where I, where I, where I was, uh, it just shows you that influence real, a good influence, a good leader influences mm. people at a level where they mm. want to follow you, not because they have right. to follow you, right? Yeah. Um, so there's a couple of personal stories at the beginning and kind of like the success piece of it because there's a lot of in-between and all the, a lot mm. of ugly in-between learning. Sure. But, uh, but I wanted to share that with you. Um, mm. There is, if, mm. if you want to have something you can, I've got a client story to tell you too that I think you guys will get a kick sure. out of. It's, it's kind of funny, but at the same time has a valuable point at the same time. So Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I think that the moving story is really my near-death experience. It's I mean, true. I, I, mean I think the, that's the right. most moving story in a nutshell. Um, in, in, mm-hmm. in August of 2018, um, I found myself in the ICU in the burn center for 10 days with a rare disease. And it started wow. out as a simple cold, and it just kept progressing. Uh, at first, we didn't think it was anything, and then it just was turned into a very dire situation and what was happening was that all my good mucous membranes were revolting from the inside so I was burning from the inside out hence at the burn burn center and thankfully with the good doctors you know I, I was able to survive with very minimal damages so I still have some residuals out of it, but I mean, I'll take it considering it could have been death mm-hmm. or blind. And I said that you they wow. didn't know if you were going to live, if you were going to die, or how long you're going to be in, if you're going to be blind, didn't know any of that. Wow. But because it because the damage it was doing mm-hmm. to wow. your body, yeah. and that's you know, and, and and from my perspective, right, you're and the doctors were asking me questions about. What is where is Sherry work? And at the time, now we had started mm. this business, but we were still working. Mm. We were still doing some work um, on the W two side of things. And Sherry was, right. was working for a company that uh, I come to find, and the doctors concluded that it, this mm. all happened because of the stress from her toxic work environment. Wow, it was a very very toxic work environment. We're talking verbal abuse. Wow. We're talking, you know, the top wow. down, you know. Uh, positional style leadership. It was um, wow. Just the drive to to again about about the money and not about the people. The bottom right. line was more important. Right. I mean, hey, listen, in a business, right? I'm going to get real with you, Luke. And, and as a leader and in the right. business, okay, I'm not going to sit here and try to cloud over bottom line. We bottom line is important, okay. But right. as a leader, it is our responsibility mm-hmm. to balance out the bottom line with mm-hmm. the with what our people need. It is our job and our duty and our burden mm-hmm. to be the one mm-hmm. to be the buffer between the, the, mm-hmm. the those that we lead 
and then upper mm-hmm. leadership or us as the upper leadership when it comes down to the bottom mm-hmm. line. We want to influence right. people and drive them to accomplish the goals because they want to, mm-hmm. not because they're right. forced to. See? Right. Uh, and in this case with her, that was mm-hmm. the opposite. And, and it, that mm-hmm. was the cause of her body mm-hmm. doing what it did. And it almost mm-hmm. killed her. And at that moment, wow. at that moment we realized wow. what we were doing going into business, uh, back into business on our own, and focusing on leadership development, corporate training. That's where we came up with our tagline at that moment was transforming Mm. today's Mm. leaders because it's needed. We are in a leadership deficit. And um, that was proof of it right there. And we we just went full force at that point. That was our mission. Wow. Uh, Wow. Anybody else to have to suffer that. And people need to hear that story to realize that what you do today can impact people in detrimental ways tomorrow. And I even went back to the fire too. It wasn't like, Oh, I got out of the hospital, you know, survived it. Um, Still healed a little bit. Still was on the mend, but, um, but I ended up going back into the fire after some time off. Oh my God. Um, It wasn't my suggestion. I know. Cause again, I wanted to, I wanted, cause I had a team and I didn't want to let them down. down, Right. Um, And I, I wanted them to prosper. And again, I was thinking for them. Um, and I was like, well, I can make a difference and of, mm. of what I'm learning and what I'm going through. Um, and it worked out for a little bit. Um, uh, but after gosh, I think three, four ish months, not even, I think um, it was, it was, yeah, you got better because they were off in about three months, I yeah. say about three months or whatever. I just knew that I was starting to go down that slippery slope again. And I was like, uh, mm. the leadership was like, wasn't really seeing the changes that they needed oh. to do. And, uh, wow. and I made a slight yeah. impact. I mean, I mean, with my team and I was their buffer and, and wow. you know, really trying to get to know them and doing it in they a little bit of my successful. way, yeah. you know, yeah. but it's going to be wow. a slow, slow through. And they, I did see improvements. Um, but wow. on the flip side, if you're working with that type of where, you know, the bottom line is like, well, where's, hmm. where's their metrics and why aren't they leaps and bounds kind of thing? I'm like, well, you got to give it some time. Uh, mm. You know that that was the that was the rub there. You yeah, know, development like, takes time; it doesn't happen overnight, right. and that's a challenge, wow. right? Leaders today want, right. want instant, instant. Mm-hmm. We're in a, this is the right. thing, Luke, and, and listeners out there. We're we live in an instant world now. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. think about it. you got instant pop, in, instant rice, <laughs> microwave popcorn, right. you know, yeah. it, it, you know, instant, instant, instant. Right? We want things now, want them right. fast. And the problem is, is that leaders today also try to behave that way in their business, mm. and they want right. instant results. That's not how people work. People are not popcorn or rice or or TV dinners. Okay. Mm. People need time to learn and grow into the, into the role you need to be in to be successful. Right. And it's more of what what Sherry and I, we talked about this. It's more of the crock pot method. Mm -hmm. It should be more of a crock pot method, right? You you put in the ingredients, you slow brew it, you know, and Mm. kind of simmer in that, in that aroma of growth. And and right. watch watch people grow into what you want them to become because that's legacy. Instant right. growth is not sustainable. It's just not sustainable. Mm. Mm. Wow, that's so true. And um, yeah. I, I wanted to go ahead and, and thank you for sharing this um, very personal story. Um, and mm. I, I, and that's just that's just crazy and, and insane. And I'm very mm. sorry that you have to go through that. Uh, that is crazy. So essentially, um, I've heard of this kind of thing happening before. I, I didn't know whether it was common or not where people stress themselves out so much or they're in an environment that's stressful and they end up developing 
I'm guessing in your mm-hmm. situation, like an autoimmune dis- disorder or reaction right. in their body. And so that is crazy. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very, I'm very thankful that you were able to survive this kind of situation and you're here today and you're able to talk about it mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah. And, and so um, thank you again for sharing this story. And uh, so it, it's interesting. You got it. And you, you obviously, you went back um, to the, uh, yeah. to that environment. Um, my, well, I, I guess my hat is off to you uh, for doing that. I, I don't <laughs> think I would have done that at all. <laughs> I probably would have. I know. We'll see how they would. They're like, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah. But, uh, but obviously you did that because you thought you could make a change. Right? And you thought right. perhaps uh, something would happen. And obviously there was maybe some change at the edges. I think you mentioned it was slight. Mm-hmm. But, uh, that that is insane, um, you know what yeah. you went through, and so. But obviously, what came out of that was that you realized that something had to change, and when uh, right. when things like this happen, oftentimes, uh, I don't want to say blessing in disguise, but I guess it, it's usually mm-hmm. seen as a sign that you have to do something when something major right. happens to kind of kind of wake you up, so to speak. Yeah. And um, oftentimes people will say, well, maybe it's a sign from God. I, I'm not too sure you know, <laughs> if I would call it that or whatnot. But, uh, mm-hmm. but obviously you, from that, you, you, became, you realized that there was a crisis, a leadership deficit, and you wanted to do mm-hmm. something about it. And it's interesting that you, you were focused on a solution. You didn't just complain about it, about the leadership deficit. Mm-hmm. You said, well, what can we do to fix this? And right. And and oftentimes successful people have that solution focus mindset of how do we fix mm-hmm. this problem instead of just focusing on the problem, which is amazing. Right. And uh, mm-hmm. a lot of times people are motivated by what they call a big why, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine why this could be considered a why okay. to kind of get you out of bed mm-hmm. in the morning about, you know, we got to fix this crisis. You know, it almost mm-hmm. um, killed you and you know, or or almost killed my spouse and whatnot. And that would wake me up every day. And, right. and obviously, right. you know, when things are personal, people tend to start movements uh, when they go through a tragedy mm-hmm. or near tragedy. Uh, you know, like right. I think there was a woman who lost her child uh, to a drunk driver and started the mm-hmm. group MAD, yep. Mothers Against Drunk yep. Driving. And they have, uh, right. they've had some success in trying to turn things around. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, I think that this is an example of that. And I, so again, thank you for sharing your guys' story. And um, yeah. obviously, uh, you know, uh, it's 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 crazy uh, that this kind of thing happened. Uh, this is the first time I've heard of something like this where someone was burning from the inside. Um, yeah. yeah, I can only imagine the pain of what you had to go through. I, I can only, you know, you know well, actually burning. Uh, that's that's insane. Um, but. Uh, I guess uh, I, 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 what I would mention is um, that your story was incredible. And obviously your story, although not as, I guess, not as insane, was also inspiring as well uh, uh, for you, Lou. You talked about that you were a manager. And I guess at 18, you know, the phrase young and dumb, so to speak. Um, yeah. <laughs> You're all full of ego. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, they say the brain doesn't fully mature for an adult until they're actually in their mid-20s, believe it or not. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that might be part yeah. of it. You may not have had that. You don't, you don't really have an adult brain at 18, even though you're considered an adult by, by the law. <laughs> and 
So um, it's interesting how, but obviously you evolved, as they say, uh, you know, you, you, when you go through failure, it's usually a learning experience and you adapt it and whatnot. Um, and mm-hmm. I'd be remiss if I, if I didn't mention that I had a friend who had a, a major ego problem too. Uh, he actually read a book called Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. You may have heard of it. And he said it helped him a lot to understand the, the, the dangers of excessive ego. Um, so mm-hmm. I definitely want to throw that in there. And, yeah. and you also mentioned how, um, yeah, and leaders have to, have to uh, inspire people. They can't force people to do things. Uh, they have to, uh, you know, because you always, when we think about leaders, we oftentimes think about uh, leaders like Kennedy and Martin Luther King who gave these amazing speeches. Uh, like mm-hmm. I have a dream uh, King and whatnot, and they're good speakers and they can yeah. move you with their words and they don't compel people to do things. They inspire them to do things. And it's all, it right. goes back to what you said before. They want to do it. And I think that's mm-hmm. so critical. They're not being forced to do it. And I think that's uh, a very key uh, in terms of effective leadership, inspiring people to want to work with you so to speak. Right. And, you know, coaches right. do this in sports all the time to motivate their players. Like uh, I think John mm-hmm. Wooden, uh, one of the most successful yeah. uh, coaches in college basketball, uh, he was very good at motivating, inspiring his players and whatnot. Um, yeah. Now. Uh, yeah. And so thank you so much guys for sharing those stories. Um, uh, very inspiring stories, by the way. And I'm, I'm, I'm curious, um, obviously, uh, when you're a leader, uh, you have to work with people, and you sort of have to build relationships and and whatnot. Um, and I'm now we always talk about the importance of networking and mm-hmm. and whatnot. And for a lot of business owners, they want to get to the point where they mostly rely on referrals or solely rely on referrals. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. that's part of the beginning. And I'm curious, uh, what advice? Um, would you give to folks when it comes to networking? And this is also for job hunters, not just entrepreneurs, people who are looking for work. Sure. You know, they say networking is so important, even if you have a job, to find a better job, because obviously no job is mm-hmm. really secure nowadays. Um, what what yeah. networking advice would you give to people? I know Sherry's got some good stuff here because she's one of our main networkers here in this company. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to throw in this that, you know, yeah. uh, we always hear this word, this word networking, right? And because it's just become yeah. almost people become numb to this idea. But remember, it's, it's yeah. relationship building. You know, you're building yeah. relationships with people. Um, that's yeah. not the opportunity to go in and sell your idea. When you go yeah. and you you approach the networking component as relationship building, and what can I do to add value to these people instead of what can I get from these people? The whole approach is different. And then all of a sudden, the relationships start to build, okay? And Mm. it's about how you approach that. But Sherry is right. uh, is a pro at this, so I'm going to let her take this. <laughs> right. Well, that's how you and I met, right? <laughs> yes, through LinkedIn, and, which is a great uh, platform. Yep, yeah. through LinkedIn, exactly. And, you know, again, it's just like, you know, we found something on each other's profile that was complimentary, going, wow, I really like, you know, that you're from New York. I'm like, hey, I'm from upstate New York, you know, or be like, hey, oh, I know that you have the same mindset. So, mm-hmm. you know, those are things that if you dig, you know, just dig a little bit, especially if you're using mm-hmm. LinkedIn as your networking source, uh, mm-hmm. as I'll say, as an example, you know, right. then that, that's great. You know, do your research, of course, but then dig a little bit, not, mm-hmm. not just say like, hey, I just want to connect or, 
you know, but there's no right. reason. Put your intention out there. Um, and don't be right. sneaky, too. There's a trend that, you know, people are, are connecting with people, and then uh-huh. they throw you in your DM uh, a, a, a sale so or a sales pitch. I'm oh. like, please don't do that. Right. Like, right. like they, they're right. just, there's this Not technique. right away. Build a relationship. Yeah, build first. a relationship. Yeah. Like, how can I give right. a referral right out of the gate in your business if I don't even know you? Right. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> I mean, our referral partners that we have, like, I really started to focus on that for our business since the pandemic, really. Partners, yeah. yeah. That's a big thing right. that, would, that would highly encourage anyone out there, if you have not done this, is create a referral network. Right. People that you're right. connecting with, I'm talking, if you're not part, if you're not a part of your chamber, mm-hmm. get involved in a good chamber out there that's active. Mm-hmm. Um, get to right. know these business businesses and these people, even if it's just for, right. you're looking for a job, connect with these people right. and find out right. what you have in common with them. Get involved in some local groups that, that uh, speak to you, right. that, are, that are in alignment mm-hmm. with where you want to be. Um, right. And then use that to build relationships, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, and by doing that, people then mm-hmm. begin to know, they begin to like, mm-hmm. and they begin to right. trust you because right. you're of your authenticity and that you want to add value. I want to, I want to, I want to challenge everybody. I'm going to throw a challenge out there, okay. all right? I, I want to challenge all of your listeners. Right. That the very next, create something that you can give away to people every time that you meet with somebody new. Whether it Mm. is, hey, there's this article I want to give you, or there's a PDF I created that I think you'd enjoy because it falls in line with what you do. Right. Or if it's, give them something of value every single Mm. time. And and at the end of the conversation, ask them this. Ask them this question. Mm. After you thank them for meeting, what can I do for you today? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you see, if you begin to do that and you're adding value mm-hmm. to people and you're giving them, you're helping them, they're going to help you. Right. Right. There's more power in numbers and you're not going to be able to do this by yourself. Right. It's not going to happen. Right. And then follow up. Right. And, and follow <laughs> up with an exclamation point <laughs> yeah. on the end of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's great that Follow you build up. rapport, and and that's just a part two of the networking piece. And as you're building rapport with people, and granted, you right. don't have, you know, not everyone you meet is going to be you're going to click with them. That's true. So you just have that's to right. be in alignment with what it is. Right. Yeah. So you know, be mindful right, of right. that. But then once you do, let's say you do have a good, and you're like, hey, you know, what? I see potential here. It's a win-win. Let's continue right. to, you know, have a conversation maybe once a month. Personally, right. you know, we meet our yeah. referrals when I have a good rapport with them on a monthly basis, yeah. just a quick 30-minute uh, conversation. Hey, who do you know right. that I need to know? How can I help you? Vice versa. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Now, some are not in that circle, and that's okay, but I still follow up. And what I mean by follow-up is that if you did have a good rapport with them, good connection, but hey, maybe not on a monthly basis, but maybe every couple of months because they're still good right. resource. They're like, right. reach out to them. Say, just check in and see how things are going. Yeah. How are you? Is right. there anything that maybe right. I can help promote um, on social media for you or, you know, through my right. network? Um, you know, I think that's so good. And people forget that we're all human. So to even as simple like, hey, I thought of you today. I hope you're doing okay. I hope you're doing you and your family are safe. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. That goes a long way because when things come around, and this is where you, this is right. where things come. 
we fo- focus on people, the rest will come. Yep. We've had multiple mm-hmm. opportunities come because from come from that mm-hmm. because they'll remember, mm-hmm. you know what, Sherry and Lou reached out to me when they didn't even right. know I needed someone to reach out to. Mm-hmm. Right. And next thing you know, they're calling us up and, and we've got a referral. Yeah. Or um, or right. maybe a speaking opportunity. Speaking opportunity. Or, you know what, let me introduce wow. you to someone because I think this is what needs to happen or yeah whatever the case may be. So I think follow-up is so, so important. And I know it takes time, but just even if you can follow up with a couple people a day that's on your mind and use, if you have a system, of course, I mean, we use a a, a CRM. Some people uh, use just the Excel spreadsheet or put it in your calendar, whatever system to really make it a point and be intentional. Yep, being intentional is Mm. a big piece of it. I don't know how many times I've talked to people that are just kind of one and done, and then I never hear from them again. I'm like, wow, we actually had a good connection. What happened? (laughs) And I don't take it personally. I just know people get wrapped up. But at the same token, it saddens me because I think there's missed opportunities. Yep. So that's my that's, strongest. You can't build a relationship if you're not connecting. <laughs> yeah, it's like, right. how, how do you do that? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Send them yeah. thank you cards yeah. after you. Oh, yeah. That's you amazing. know, you have a you have an event <laughs> with somebody or you meet with a send them thank yeah. you cards, you know, stuff like that. that uh, We're huge wow. proponents on that. Yeah, because, I mean, it's, <laughs> the people are taking time out to get to know you. Then, yeah. you, you know, treat, treat it that way. Treat it as valuable. Definitely. Wow. That was excellent advice. Um, you know, <laughs> I give this question out to people a lot, and you guys hit a lot of the major points. Thank you so much for that. And sure. networking is—you <laughs> got it. Networking is something I actually I'm trying to always improve upon and do better. And it, mm-hmm. it's interesting because the reason why I started the podcast is so I can build relationships and network with people, so I can start mm-hmm. a relationship by offering people value. And um, mm-hmm. and it's interesting. Uh, I started this podcast in January. I've been devoting a lot of time to it, and the listenership's been growing day by day. Um, and mm-hmm. so it, it definitely, I, I actually tell people that doing a podcast is the best way <laughs> to, to network. Um, but <laughs> sure. Uh, and and, and, I, and I think you guys would make great podcast hosts, by the way, if you don't already have a <laughs> It's funny because yeah. two years ago we did start one, we did start one just in the very beginning before podcast boomed, um, but we just yeah. unfortunately didn't have the bandwidth. So we love being guests. So well, yeah. Well, there's other people that do it better than us. So we might as well just use that. <laughs> okay. Well, well, you guys are doing it right by being guests on podcasts. That's a great way to promote yourself. I tell that to people all the time, obviously, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious now, obviously, uh, you, you probably heard the saying that your network is your, your net worth, uh, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, it uh-huh. sounds corny, but it's, it's sort of true. Um, they say the most mm-hmm. successful people have the deepest and widest networks. And so many yeah. people, I think, don't really understand this. I, um, there's a book I recommend to people called Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi, which talk, goes into depth about how successful people utilize networks. And you guys mm-hmm. mentioned a lot of great advice. Um, you talked about adding value, um, and you and you did. You, you mentioned in the other story uh, in the previous answer how you gave away something for free during the pandemic. You gave away, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think it was a free webinar, or free mastermind to people, mm-hmm. and and I think that's so important because obviously you're familiar with the law of reciprocity, which I think Cialdini mm-hmm. talked about in his book Influence, mm-hmm. right? And there's sure. another book I love. Yeah, uh, everyone's read Influence. And um, there's a book called Go-Giver by Bob uh, uh, Berg, 
Um, he talks yeah. about Robert, yeah. Mm-hmm. Familiar with yeah, that one. And, and he, yeah, and he also wrote Go Giver, Sell More, excellent book. And there's also a book called Give and Take by Adam Grant, um, which talks about okay. how successful people are major givers. And it's interesting, you, you also talked about the, the importance of follow-up, as they say, the fortunes in the follow-up, so to speak. Yeah. And you talk, you talk to people for, you said you schedule 30-minute talks or uh, phone mm-hmm. conversations with folks to see how things are going. I think that's so important because mm-hmm. obviously you want to stay top of mind. Um, you right. want them to know about you and remember you when they, when they see an opportunity to refer you to someone. And um, so I think that that's so important. A lot of people don't do the follow-up, and a lot of people start off networking by trying to sell you something, which is um, right. not exactly how it works. <laughs> uh, right, right. Yeah, definitely not. And the, there's a, a book uh, by Chet Holmes called The Ultimate, uh, I think, Sales Machine, where he says that um, most people um, don't buy what you're selling at the first time you approach them. Uh, probably one right. or two percent at most, and I think that's an overestimate. But the bulk of people who can who can buy from you, like thirty percent, they they can yeah. buy from you later on, like a year from now, two years from now, three years from now. Right. So what they that's found right. was yeah. that you'd be much better off building relationships, and mm-hmm. and 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 then when they need to buy what they need to buy from you, then they'll remember you because you stay top that's of right. mind, right? And nor they right. can refer you to someone. And a lot mm-hmm. of people just don't, a lot of salespeople just don't understand this concept. But if they did, uh, there'd be an avalanche of new wealth being created. Right. And so Agreed. I think it's, it's so important, right, that people uh, definitely understand this. And um, so um, definitely thank you so much for that great advice. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to do that. Now, you, you mentioned the challenge, uh, which, I, which I'm going to take, where – uh, if you, when you network with someone, offer to give everyone you meet something for free, whether it's a PDF or an article you email, or it could be a referral or a connection email. I'm actually going to do mm-hmm. that. Uh, I've been doing it here Good. and there, but I'm going to try to do connection emails. I know a lot of people, so I'll try to do at least a connection email for folks, for everyone I meet. And definitely mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going to do that. And so I, I'll take you up on that challenge. <laughs> All right. Um, All right. I'll, 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 I'm, I'm definitely going to do that. And so, um, again, thank you so much for that incredible advice. And um, I'm curious, now, what if uh, people are listening to you guys and they say, well, what you guys do is pretty cool. I want to do what, you know, Sherry and Lou are doing. Um, what advice would you give to someone who wants to, <laughs> wants to get into your coaching? <laughs> yeah. We've had, we've been asked that, um, yeah. connected. it's like, well, yeah. you know, I really am interested in what you do. And I, I I've always thought about being sort of my own business or thought about right. being a, a leadership coach and you know, what, what mm-hmm. advice to, should you give it? And I will say there's no better, there's no better experience than experience <laughs> with, with mm. this business. Um, but the first thing right away, the first thing you need to do is develop yourself. And that's in right. any business, right? You've right. got to develop. You got to develop yourself. You've got to find it. Okay, what do I need to learn? What do I need to grow? And you may you may need to connect with someone to find out what that is, because sometimes we right. get stuck and don't even know, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't really know what it is right. we work on. Um, so right. make sure that you yourself have a coach, at least one of them, right? At least one coach, right? 
before you yeah. before you dive into trying to help out other people because you've got to you got to right. walk the walk, okay? Uh, right. That that's number one. I want to throw be just be real, be authentic, okay? So I want I want to throw that out there uh, as the first mm-hmm. thing to do. Focus on you. It's part of our empowerment system. It starts with me, right? It all mm-hmm. starts with you, ends with you. Mm-hmm. You've got to be the one that sets that bar. Um, right. Second thing is, is get your connect up with with knowledge, right? Get understanding of of what it, it what does it mean to coach? What is what methods do you want to use in coaching? Um, right. And, and connect up and network with like-minded coaches that you think that you would like to be like. Mm. You know, right. and that's really what it is, right? You're going to be, what does Jim Rohn say? You're the average of the five people you spend most of your time with. Yeah. Well, if you want right. to, if you want to be like that person, you got to be around those people. Yeah. Uh, you, you have to, right? I remember. Yeah. It's funny. It was 2000 and, uh, was 2018 shortly after Sherry's, um, or was it 2019? We went to the, we went to a John Maxwell International 2019. We went to a John right. Maxwell International um, um, mm-hmm. Maxwell okay. conference, um, right. and because uh, we, we one of the things we've added to our belt is we at we we joined the John Maxwell team as one of the things that we've done in the, to help us become right. better, and we've, we've right. gone through training and coaching through that process as well uh, amongst the other. Right other amazing people we've been trained and mentored by, but that was one of them. We went to this conference and um, Mm -hmm. we're we're sitting out there and we're talking about 3,200 people about, Mm. and we're sitting out there when when we're able to actually commune together with that many people. uh, (laughs) And we're sitting out there and there's so many just phenomenal speakers and teachers that are getting up on that stage. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, Man, I don't, I don't know how, how, and I thought I was, I thought yeah. I was halfway decent because I've been speaking since yeah. I was twelve. Right? I've been oh, up wow. in front of people speaking since I was twelve, and I thought, all right, I've got some skills. But then I saw these people, and I was, they blew me away, and I said, man, how, how am wow. I ever going to be that good? How am I ever going to yeah. get that good? I started having a self talk and self doubt, right. but then, mm-hmm. but then I realized something. I almost counseled myself, and Sherry and I were sitting there, at, is right. I have to I have to have them better than me. There has right. to be somebody better than you in order to get right. you to where they are. You've got to have someone yeah. there to be that way. Um, right. And so be around people that are better than you and where mm-hmm. you want to be, mm-hmm. and you're going to get there and find out what it is that right. they've done. So uh, I know it was a long-winded explanation mm-hmm. as to what I would recommend <laughs> you do, but it all come, It all boils down to growing yourself. You cannot grow other people right. as a coach and as a trainer, as a teacher, right. if you're not doing it right. yourself. That's where right. it starts. And networking with the right people. And then the vision and mission yep. and your your purpose and why. Mm-hmm. Got to have um, that. I think a, a lot of folks miss the mark on that. Mm-hmm. They start businesses or you know maybe in their current role mm-hmm. and they because they, they like really it because well they but, like it, but right. then they miss the. Right their purpose and their why and their vision. And they give up, right? They right. get stuck and then, they give, and then they give up. Oh, maybe I just wasn't meant for that. And you start having that. But you're right. And one of the things we do with our with our first with our clients, our partners, is we one of the first things we do is we have this process to go through, identify mm-hmm. what it is that your purpose is, what is your why. Right. And and uh, right. then that way you you have something that create then you eventually create your core values, you create your core purpose. 
and that everything that you do in your business and in your life surrounds that, and everything you're going to do is going to align with that. If it doesn't align with that, you don't do it. But you have to have that. So that's a good point, mm-hmm. Sherry. You've got to have that intentional purpose and that intentional why. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And and thank you so yeah. much um, uh, to the both of you guys for that advice. And you met, you talked about uh, purpose and having the why. And, you know, Mark Twain um, once said that um, everyone has two birthdays in their life, the um, the d- the day they were born, and and the day they figure out why, and <laughs> yep. and um, that's right. and that's so true. Um, you guys that's have right. figured out both your birthdays, which is amazing. And I, <laughs> <laughs> you guys have both your birthdays uh, uh, out, and uh, you know, and but you could just feel the passion in both your guys' voices. Um, you know, you're good, obviously good. following your true calling. And and so and when people follow their true calling, they have that passion. Obviously, from a from a young age, from a young age, you both you guys knew you wanted to be leaders, or you or you had that those traits within you. You talked about you you've been speaking to people since you were twelve. Uh, that's mm-hmm. right, um, and that's incredible. So obviously, you're fulfilling your natural talents and 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 your natural and what your life purpose is, and so that's great. And you talk about developing yourself. If someone wants to be a coach and to help to develop others, they have to develop themselves and continuously yeah. do this. Now, they'll never arrive to a point where they're fully developed, obviously. And, and so they, they also have to walk the walk, talk the talk, but walk the walk. And yeah. it's, um, so that's um, just, uh, just incredible. And now you mentioned hanging around people that are at the level that you, uh, atta- that you want to attain or whatnot. And, and Jim Rohn, you know, I've heard about that Jim Rohn quote, you're the average of the five people you hang around the most. So true. Um, mm-hmm. Now, uh, Tony, um, Tony Robbins, uh, who you guys are familiar with, he, he often says that you want to um, uh, hang around successful people because he says success leaves clues, so to speak. And yeah, um, there is yep. truth to that. And, um, and no matter what you want to do, there's always, you know, the, uh, the, the other word people use is having a mentor which I believe is the same thing as a coach, but mentoring, having a mentor is so important. So, so many successful people had great teachers and mentors in their life. And, but you also talk yeah. about if someone wants to be a coach, they should have a coach themselves. Um, they, uh, and so I think that's incredible because you have to buy what you sell or use what you sell. Uh, so important. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so definitely um, great advice. I think everyone needs a coach. Uh, because the great thing about mm-hmm. a coach is a coach uh, keeps you accountable because, uh, you, as you know, a book can't hold you accountable. Uh, only a human being can truly do that, right? You know, a magazine article, blog, you know, no matter how helpful, uh, or social media yeah. posts, right. none of those things could hold you accountable. Only a human being can hold you accountable. And studies show that people are more likely to reach their goals when they have to uh, answer to someone, when they're accountable to someone or some. Uh, group of people. Um, so there is something to that. Um, so uh, you could write the goals down, but when you have to be accountable to someone, that even helps you even further. Um, um, thank you so much for that. And I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. curious. Uh, obviously, we, we, we all understand the importance of coaching. Can you, how does one go about looking for the right coach? Now, they can go to you guys, which I think is a great decision. <laughs> But obviously, <laughs> that obviously, let's say you guys are on vacation and you can't coach anyone. You're taking a break or whatnot, and uh, yeah. or maybe they're I don't know they 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 can't get to you guys for some reason, or maybe uh, 
you guys are retired or you're busy coaching others, what advice would you give to someone uh, who's looking for a coach? Looking for a coach. Yeah, I like to um, – one thing I, wanna, I wanted to mention is uh, you had mentioned something here a minute ago about mentoring versus coaching. So I just wanted to right. make a little slight clarification there. I wanted, Sure. Uh, when it, we did a um, – I did this real quick video clip. I don't know, last year I think it was. Mm-hmm. Because there, right. there is this there – there are some of these um, you know, coaching, mentoring, counseling, all that kind of seems to blend together. And a lot of times the right. words are thrown around almost the same thing. However, there is a distinct difference between a coach and a mentor. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So the, a mentor is someone who has been uh, done your line of work before, been in the exact same mm-hmm. situation before, and can give you guidance, right? To say, okay, well, this is what I've yeah. done. This is what worked and what didn't work. And so you do it this way, it's going to work. That's, that's a mm-hmm. mentor, right? I've been in your shoes. I've, a coach, however, right. is not one to tell you what to do. A true mm-hmm. coach is not going to say, well, you should do this right. unless the permission is asked, hey, can I step into a mentor role here for a second because I've been there. Our, our right. role as a coach is to guide that person with the right questions mm-hmm. and with the right inspiration to find the true mm-hmm. answer to their current situation because when mm-hmm. they can commit and they find that answer, that is a mm-hmm. lot better than me telling them the right answer. If they can't, they, no matter what we do, this just can't. I can't get them to to identify that solution. Then mm-hmm. at that point, we ask permission. Hey, listen, is it all right if I step into a mentor role here and give you some advice? Right. A mentor more or less gives advice. A coach gives guidance for them to mm-hmm. find their own answer. Just wanted to make make wow. that a little bit little clear there. Um, Got it. Before we answer that question, yeah. Sure. Um, Again, that's our perspective. I mean, uh, I respect everybody's opinion on that, but that's what we have found over the years. There is a distinct difference mm-hmm. there. Um, the so what would we recommend for someone who's looking for a for coach? Looking for a coach? Like yeah. where to start? Okay, what do you recommend for them? Definitely got to find out. Um, I would say do your own interview uh, with different coaches. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a different style. Um, everybody has a different way of doing things and different experiences. So they have a different perspective and a different lens that they will see Mm -hmm. through. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that's so important um, to do your, to do your due diligence with different coaches. Yeah. Meet with them. them, Just have a quick conversation. See if it's the right fit. Just as much as as a coach is looking for the right client fit the client right. should be interviewing the coach as mm-hmm. well to make sure it's a win-win situation. Yeah. At least that's in our opinion that's the right way we to encourage do it. We encourage And when it comes to us, we encourage them. Yeah. To, I'll ask them, well, why, why did you want to come to us, right? What is it? Right. What did you let us know why us so that we can make sure we're, your expectations are, are fit, mm. you know? Mm. And remember uh, – and not everybody is the right fit for everyone, right. and that's okay. There's people right. that have come to us and said, yeah, this would not be a good fit. However, we do have somebody mm-hmm. in our network I think would be a better mm-hmm. fit. And mm-hmm. and that's still mm-hmm. helping that person. Right, still giving them a solution. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be right. us, you know, yeah. if that's not the fit. And I won't, we're perfectly fine with that mm-hmm. um, because yeah. it's, it's, about the, it's about the person, not about us. It's about them. Mm-hmm. Right. The, right. Another thing to think about when you're looking for a coach is what do other people say about that coach? Mm-hmm. Right, what are other people saying about that coach? Right, what's the reputation? Right. What's their no like and trust factor that's out there? Mm. You know, that's a big deal um, because you want to have 
you want to make sure that that person's reputation is one of that fits in with what it is that you want to accomplish, what you intend to do, right? Right. Um, all of the, those are the biggest things to do initially to start off with. And when you do find the right fit, or you believe it's the right fit, then be you, be authentic. Mm. You're not going to be able to. Right. You're not going to find your solutions with any coach or mentor or anybody for that matter if you're not being your right. authentic self in that in that relationship. But it's going to be a long-term one, okay? You should have a coach for the remainder of your life, at least one. I've got five, okay? Wow. I'm that much of a problem sometimes. Okay? <laughs> oh, wow. It's okay to have more than one coach. Uh, that's wow. another thing to, to get out of your mind, too. You only have yeah. to have one. Yeah. That's That can't be because – Everyone has different skill sets. And you can look at yeah. any famous, either basketball star, we got March Madness coming up. You, you know, there are some famous athletes that have yeah. um, multiple, multiple coaches. coaches. Yeah. Just because they're a, a, a basketball star, they still have a basketball coach. And mm-hmm. they also have right. additional mm-hmm. um, coaches. Even for, on the side. Even on they have the weightlifting side. coaches. They have their, right. you know, all their exercise right. fitness coaches yeah. and, you know, Health Not just wellness. their yeah, health and wellness. Coach. I mean, there's so many different aspects because yeah. there's so many different right. facets of people. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not mm-hmm. one-sided. We're multidimensional. Mm-hmm. So why not have multiple coaches? Yep. Like, it's okay. I have a sales coach that I that for my mm-hmm. – we, so we, 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 have, we use the same coaches. We have, sale, we have a sales coach. We've got right. a business coach. We've got a an empowered living coach to help us with our with our, our living right. our most empowered life. We have a coach right. coach to help us with coaching. We have a speaker coach right. to help us with speaking. So, and of course, we have each other to hold us accountable. So, uh, <laughs> it's uh, wow. it's it's one of those things that I've learned. We've learned over the years that it's invaluable. Hmm. It's invaluable hmm. um, to get you from where you are to where you want. We would not be where we are today if it wasn't for those types of people. Hmm. Wow. That's amazing, and thank you so much for that um, great advice. And you guys coach, just to clarify, individuals and businesses, or is it just mm-hmm. businesses? No, we focus a lot on, on individuals. We don't, we don't consider ourselves life coaches, although there's some there's a piece that we do a lot of life coaching within the business realm, if that's what comes up. But um, we work with entrepreneurs, solopreneurs even. We, we have solopreneurs that are building their businesses. If that's their intent, okay. generally that's what we work with. All the way up to the executive level, where we're working with individuals that are that are uh, that are maybe struggling in their position, or wanting to move okay. up, or or they're they have a new manager and they're they're their leader is brand new and now they don't get along. They're mm. just trying to figure out how to lead up. Right. That kind of stuff. Mm. Um, so absolutely, we have a pretty wide spectrum there. But our sweet spot is that small business, mm. uh, that small business supervisor, manager, leader that is uh, either owns that business or is, uh, uh-huh. is, is at the leadership level in that business. Wonderful. And we do group, right. we do team, we do team coaching as well. So. Okay. Oh, that's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And, and so that's great. So you teach people how to be leaders and teach people how to be teammates and, and team members, so to speak, which is great. For our trainings, we yeah. do. Yes. For our training, for the coaching, they treat, they teach themselves. We help them teach oh, okay. themselves how to do that. Yeah, that's wow. the whole. That's the whole part about coaching is is, is, is bringing out the yeah. strengths of the person, have see the find the answers within those strengths, right? Um, of course, yeah. there's guidance in there too, and we give that. But on yeah. the training side, absolutely, we, we train the right. teams on all different levels of communication, teamwork, yeah. team atmosphere, uh, right. morale, company morale, 
uh, culture, all of that stuff is a part of what we do on the training piece of it. But we also incorporate mm-hmm. that into the coaching as necessary, depending mm-hmm. on who we're coaching. Well, okay, wonderful. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, that's incredible. And it's interesting how you said the sweet spot is small businesses who may be solopreneurs because definitely um, those folks need coaching because I'm sure you're, you're familiar with the statistics about the high failure rate of businesses that start. Mm-hmm. Um, I think right. most of them fail within the first few years. So you guys are, hoping, are I guess, helping to kind of turn that around, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, and, yeah, that's uh, the hope, yeah. right? Is, yeah, yeah, that's the hope with um, you know, a good example, we have um, a client of ours that, you know, we, we she started with us uh, probably two and a half mm-hmm. years ago now, almost three years. Right. Uh, two, about two and a half years ago now. And she um, yeah. she had just hired um, an assistant to help her with her business. It was just her and this new part-time assistant. And she had came right. to us, saw us at a speaking engagement, and we connected. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. she had um, seen – she was in a situation where – her business was growing. She needed this assistant, but couldn't figure out how she could, she was trying to figure out how she was going to be able to pay this person next paycheck. Right. Which right. is a very common situation. Um, and so uh, we, we got, we started working with her and when we worked with her. She had uh, four clients, I believe four decent sized clients right. that she put her business. And within mm-hmm. four months, she doubled that. Mm-hmm. And then within wow. a year now she's looking at 30 clients in two and a half years. She's, she's, she bought, wow. moved that person to full time. She's bringing another part timer wow. in. Now she doesn't know. Now she's like, I got so much work, I don't know what to do with. And so, uh, but it's all because she yeah. took and followed the process. Wow. And, and grew, grew in her wow. business. And you see that that's the value of coach. She literally has seen a 550 percent wow. increase in growth in her business hmm. uh, because of it. Wow. And that's just one example. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. That's incredible that you from the entrepreneur like perspective, from the solopreneur perspective. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing, and that you were able to help her out, and she she might get to the point where now she she doesn't have to work. Um, it, she can be sort of like an absentee business owner. It could just function without mm-hmm. her necessarily being there, which is amazing because right. uh, so many business owners they actually. Uh, they're, they're they're actually the business sort of owns them. They don't kind of own the business, if you know what I mean. And right, um, right, yeah, very, um, very so common. It's so important, yeah. The, um, and you know, there's different types of wealth. There's money wealth, but then there's also health wealth and time wealth. So many people are rich in mm-hmm. one area, but kind of poor in the other. And right. some something that they need. Uh, something more and more people are realizing um, more and more these days. And I'm sure you're familiar with the book The E Myth by Michael Gerber. Um, he he talks about, yeah, he talks a lot about this, how people need to work more on their business, uh, work harder on their business than in their business. Instead of in their business. uh, Right. Mm -hmm. And and apparently you get, get those kind of results for people as well. I'm sure where she can, she can hire people, hire more people. They can do more of the work, which kind of, uh, makes it easier for her. And so, uh, and it, it also goes back to that trust factor where you have to trust your uh, other people to do uh, what you want them to do, employees and whatnot. Um, so many business That's owners right. have a tough time trusting, and but mm-hmm. it's something they have to kind of let their ego go or <laughs> kind of put it to the side, uh, so to speak. Um, yeah. uh, so many business owners. It's tough, have a right? When you started a business, yeah. So when you started yeah. a business, it's like your baby, you know, and then you have to delegate yeah. and give it to 
Yeah, it's tough, right. but that's the yeah. only way it's going to grow, right? Is if you kind of let right. some of that, some of that right. control go, so that it can happen. Yeah. Right. Definitely. And so, yeah. um, I, I know we went off on a little bit of a tangent on the business side, but that's okay. Um, I uh, you had answered you're answering the question about um, how to look for a coach and whatnot, and. Um, I, I wanted to thank you for your clarification on the whole mentor versus coach. I wasn't familiar with that. Thank you so much for that. Sure. Uh, I like learning oh, you're welcome. things. Um, you got it. And you had talked about, um, I believe it was uh, Sherry, about you have to, you, you sort of have to audition for a coach. You have to shop around. You yeah. have to kind of interview, mm-hmm. so to speak, kind of. And, and uh, so that I think that's so important. Obviously, there's so many coaches out there. You want to find one that's the best fit. And you talked about it's okay to have multiple coaches, I guess, in different areas of your life. Um, you know, and mm-hmm. people do this already, but they, they don't call it a coach. Like, some people have a nutritionist for their diet. They have a personal trainer. They have a financial advisor, right. <laughs> you know. So, in a way, yeah. people are sort of doing this. Um, and mm-hmm. it's funny because I once interviewed a financial advisor who told me that he is sort of like a life coach because so many things in life are tied to money. Mm-hmm. So I think so. There you go. Yeah. There you go. He, 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 yeah. Yeah. And it, it's interesting. So, um, and obviously lots of athletes have coaches, famous people, celebrities. They don't, you know, they have coaches in different areas. So true. And um, now um, you guys um, have uh, shared with us a lot of important life lessons and, and success principles. Uh, and, and you guys actually obviously walk the walk and whatnot. And uh, I'm, I'm curious, in addition to all the, you know, good, you know, well, you guys are trying very well and succeeding, I would say. <laughs> um, and um, I'm curious, in addition to all the life lessons you've mentioned, um, what other important life lessons or advice would you give folks? For life lessons. Well, for, and there's so many. Um, yeah. Well, you I mentioned say, a lot already, but yeah, in addition. Yeah. But for, I would say when you're, I'm going to pull something out of a training we do with um, the five steps to move from confusion to clarity. One of those steps, and, and this is how, when you go through and you own your own business, or even if you don't and you're just in your career trying to find your, your position in life, mm. there are certain things you need to do. And the first thing you need to do is, is make a, I mean, I would assume, I think I know me, I'm expecting my, my, my birthday's mm-hmm. coming up this month. I'm going to live another year of life. I'm hoping you all believe you're mm-hmm. going to live another year of life as well. And so we, we assume mm-hmm. that we're going to live another year of life. Right. And so what I, one of the things that you, we need to do is, is on a personal level is make an mm-hmm. agreement. And with whatever your higher power is, whatever you believe in, make that agreement that that, that, mm-hmm. that this next year of your life is going to be the mm-hmm. year of your making and nobody else's making. Make that decision. Mm-hmm. Make that decision. Um, and mm-hmm. then, and, and the secondly, and I'll leave you with two of these five. The second one is this. Right. Take an inventory of mm-hmm. who you have allowed to speak into your life that is not in harmony with your empowered future. Mm. take an inventory and find out who those people are that you're allowing. You've given them permission to speak into your life and you know, down deep that there's no value there. If anything else, mm. it might even be toxic that it's time right. to make some changes. You're not mm. going to get from here to where you intend to be 
with that type of influence and impact on your life. Take an inventory of who they are. Mm. If they're not in harmony with where you want to be, mm. might need to make some changes. Okay. Love it. Um, thank <laughs> you so much for that. And so you said your birthday's coming up. Okay. Um, I, I want to, I, I want to say happy birthday to you in advance, but I'm also going to say happy birthday on your birthday as well. Um, I'm actually very good at that. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'll, um, LinkedIn helps me a lot to know when, when people yeah, have their birthday. <laughs> it, it, yeah. yeah. And so, and I always say happy birthday to people in my network. So um, I'm, I, I don't think I've done it yet, but I'm going to send you a connection request on LinkedIn. It's going to help me tell cool. me what your birthday is. And I'm going to yeah. get you out a happy birthday. And, um, <laughs> yeah. and so definitely. Uh, so, you know, so, but you mentioned that that birthday advice was, you know, make this year the year you want it to be, right? Mm-hmm. And so important. And so many people do this on New Year's, but they could do it on their birthday too, right, and whatnot. And also to take inventory of the people they hang around, because it goes back to what Jim Rohn said, you're the average mm-hmm. of five people you hang around with. But anyone who's toxic, mm-hmm. you should think about eliminating or seeing them less. Sometimes you can't, like, not see them. Maybe they're in your family, but... Maybe you can just right. Maybe your family, which is a lot, a lot of times, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oftentimes, yeah. So maybe you can just cut it to Thanksgiving only, or or whatnot. <laughs> yeah, limit it. Yeah, and yeah, and so so important. Um, and so yeah. again, thank you so much for that advice. And you, uh, sure. now, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this. You, you talked about the idea of mailing out thank you cards to people. Uh, obviously, when you're networking, mm-hmm. you meet them. But I think there's something to mailing out cards um, because the impact is so incredible for the small price of the mm-hmm. card. So I actually think that's actually um, great advice. Bob Berg talks about it in his book, Endless Referrals, and Ivan Misner, the founder mm-hmm. of BNI, he always recommends a website that I'm going to tell you about. You, you already might know about it, sendoutcards.com. Uh, I don't know if you ever used it. Um, great website. Um, the first card you send out is free, by the way, and you could actually put personal photos in the card. I actually did this. I sent my sister uh, a card with photos, and she was so impressed, and it cost only like a few bucks, <laughs> but it had a huge impact. So definitely, um, I definitely um, recommend sendoutcards.com and zazzle.com for personalized note cards and thank you cards. So I'm just putting that out there. They're great websites. And cool. so, again, thank you. <laughs> thank you um, so much for that um, advice. And yeah. um, now you got it. Um, I wanted to, um, I had another question for you. Obviously you've, uh, you both, you guys have read a lot of books, I'm guessing on personal development or, you know, or maybe biographies or autobiographies or, or whatnot or what have you. What um, book recommendations uh, do you give folks uh, that have really helped you guys out that you enjoy the most? Mm-hmm. Well, I can start that one. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> My favorite is, is, because it really helped transform me, was The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth by John Maxwell. So I always encourage that. And you mentioned one. For personal growth. uh, Yes, for personal growth. But you mentioned one earlier, too, about failing forward. Mm -hmm. And that's another great personal book, too. That was, you know, one of the first books when I really was, you know, out of my, uh, you know, out of the hospital Mm -hmm. experience and really started digging down of like, okay, I always knew I needed to kind of grow and do the personal development right. thing, but you know now I got to put some action to it. And that was one of the first books that I read, and it really opened my eyes to seeing failure and what it's about, and uh, in a different way. 
But really the 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth is my Mm -hmm. always go-to book uh, for Mm -hmm. that personally. I think that that's Mm -hmm. a really great start. There's other great ones. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would I would uh, second that. Um, and if you haven't read anything by, well, it is a book called As a Man Thinketh by right. James Allen. It is, uh, oh, probably 98 pages. It's not a long book, big book, but it is, matter of fact, it's like a pamphlet pretty much. But it is a very deep and very thought-provoking book. Sherry and I have been through right. studies on this book. And um, I would highly recommend from a personal growth perspective because it focuses on mindset. Right. Because it all starts with you and ends with you, right? So as a man thinketh Mm -hmm. is absolutely one. Mm -hmm. If you like details as a leader, uh, if you like details and stories, if you're a detail-oriented kind of person and you don't mind reading those kind of books, then um, Mm -hmm. How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Old school, old-timer book but right it, it's still relevant today it's just got a lot of detail right. and it's got a lot of stories uh so for that kind of a, a reader that's that'd be a good one to do uh last but not least i uh, I'll, I'll add another john maxwell book out there called leader shift mm-hmm. leader shift and it's 11 essential changes every leader must embrace very uh-huh. very valuable book when it comes to leadership specifically um mm. that i like a lot so those are just a few. Um, mm. We could probably go along on a long time with uh, different books to read, but yeah. those are just those are just a few that we uh, that we like. Um, thank you so much for that, and I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to check them out. I've actually um, read some books by John Maxwell. The the last book I, I read by him was called Today Matters or Today Counts. It's about great, how he great, talks about Today matters. Great, like, great book. Right. He yeah. he says that what you do every day determines your future. You know, if, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, he says it better than me, but so, so critical. Um, actually, mm-hmm. um, that book resume, resonated with me a lot. But the 15 uh, rules or laws, well, I'm definitely going to check out. And the, yeah. um, obviously, you mentioned um, the old timers. And it's, it's interesting because so many books, uh, self-help, personal development books, they tend to recycle um, yeah. and repackage. Mm-hmm. The same thing. <laughs> yeah. Dale Carnegie's yeah. book and other books. You, you notice that, right? Yeah. And oh, yeah. it's so oh, true. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing. Um, you know, when it comes down to it, the yeah. message the message is accurate. Mm-hmm. And no matter you know, and it, it, if you think about it, right? Whether you know right. whether you're Christian or not, there's right. lessons that that are in these lessons that are that start from the Bible. Okay, so right. the, these leadership lessons and the group personal growth lessons, yeah. it's not it's not new stuff. That's becoming, right. but then what it is, it's sometimes it's about the approach and about when yeah. you, where you are in your life, when you become aware of yeah. the need for yeah. that particular yeah. style of growth. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so it's, it's like a parent. I mean, we have, we have yeah. two grown kids, right. And as like, when they yeah. were kids, you can tell, you can tell, tell a child, or even as a teenager, giving them advice on certain yeah. things. They're like, no, that's yeah. terrible advice, dad. A friend of theirs gives them the exact same advice, but in a different <laughs> approach, and they listen to it, right? Yeah. Oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> well, yeah. it happens to us too, right? The message yeah. might be similar, but the question should always be not, yeah. don't ever say to yourself, well, I've heard this before. Mm-hmm. The question needs to be asked is, how well do you do them? Mm-hmm. Okay? That's the question you got to ask instead of, hey, right. I've seen this before. Why read this? You know? Right. 
Definitely. And so there Napoleon is Napoleon Hill is a great one as, as well. Which Napoleon is, Hill, oh which yeah, which is really good. However, on the more current yeah. side, because Napoleon Hill's been around for eons, but on the current side, yeah. I mean, even looking at Simon Sinek, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. So that's always he's got some good you know, stuff great, out there. Good, good yeah. stuff too. Yeah. And again, it's nothing yeah. that we haven't heard before because we can we can trace it back to these older books, so to speak. It's just the approach. Right. And a new, maybe a newer spin or a different right. perspective because of new stories. New even. Story. You know, they all yeah. have different stories. Right. right. Absolutely. That's true. Mm-hmm. It might Definitely. speak to you. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned one. You said Bennett. Can you say that name again? Um, uh, that Which one? one? Uh, the author. Um, you meant you said something Bennett. Oh. I was curious. Uh, the Simon Sinek. Uh, Simon Sinek. Oh, sorry. I, I, Simon, Simon Sinek. Sinek. Okay, sorry. Uh, he's the one who wrote yep. the Why book. On the, okay, got right. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry yep. about that, I, I misheard you. So um, definitely, okay. I've heard of him. I'm definitely going to check that out. You like that one? Okay, I'll, I'll take a look at yeah. that. Yeah, Simon Sinek's great. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, and thank you so much for all those book recommendations. Um, I'm going to check, check them out. And so I'm curious. Now, obviously, you guys have written books yourself, so – um, definitely going to take a look at that. You have a new book um, coming out. You said August, uh, September, around that time. Um, yes, that's the plan. So, <laughs> got it. All right. Well, um, whenever it comes out, whenever it comes out, um, I'm going to definitely check that out. Have you written books, uh, any books before, or this will be your first book? Or I have been, I've written a book previously, but it was not in any in, it was not in any alignment with leadership. It was completely out of different topic at all. This was quite some time ago. This is the first okay. book we've written that is that is uh, that its sole focus is on leadership um, and those and those those ten principles specifically that we have created. That uh, we honestly believe that this is this is going to be the new playbook of leadership okay. um, in, within the within the next decade. We are we are. Firm believers that we are. Our mission and our purpose is to recreate that playbook mm-hmm. um, that we've been following since the 80s, all right, or 90s, or whatever, of uh, mm. positional style leadership. And we need to have something right. there as a guide for people. Mm. In order for us to transition and help transform leaders, we've got to give them something to help them do that. And that is going to be our guidebook to make that happen. Okay, wonderful. Well, can't wait to read it. I'm definitely going to check it out. And uh, so uh, I'm curious. Now, obviously, uh, you guys have have done a podcast before. Um, This is usually when I tell people they'd make a great podcast. So I I tell everyone that um, (laughs) Seth Godin, marketing guru, uh, you're probably familiar with Seth Godin. He had bald-headed. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He says, right. He he says everyone should have a podcast, and that podcasting is like the new blogging. So um, I, I tell that to everyone that it's a great way to network. Um, that that was mm-hmm. my sole reason for to to do the podcast, not the only one, but uh, right. one of. Yeah. And meet it's, new it's people. Amazing. Yeah. Um, right. You get to meet new people. I get to meet you guys. Now I was connected with Sherry on LinkedIn, um, and I, yeah. I usually say yes to every connection request. I don't know if you had sent it to me a while ago, or if I I don't really remember. I think but, it is, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but um, you know I. I, um, I, you know, I reached out and said, hey, you know, can you guys come on? And interviewing people is a great way to build relationships because it's very intimate and you provide value. Uh, it's one of the ways to provide value. So um, that was my reason for it. And you guys have done a podcast before but then had to uh, leave it alone for a while. 
I think you guys would be make a great again great podcast. But obviously, your guests on podcasts, I guess it's all the same, I suppose. But um, so definitely. <laughs> well, we realize uh, realize our guys, strengths. I have, one of my strengths is not as not as not to create a podcast. You you guys are better than that than I am. So we're we're just going to let you do all all that stuff, and we'll just come on and and help you. <laughs> all right. Definitely. Well, I appreciate that, and but I, I I think you may be selling yourself short. I think you're a great speaker, and that you would make a great <laughs> podcast host. So um, just just so you know, so um, the both of you, and so definitely, it's been an honor to have both of you on this show. Um, it's been great, and um, I'm I'm curious, can you guys describe um, all the ways that people can get in touch with you, if so they can utilize, or if they know someone who can utilize your services, or if they can put dynamic centers of influence in their network. Mm-hmm. We can make it very easy. You, there's two ways sure. you can do it that's faster. Is you go to Google.com and you search for Lou, the Lou Everett Group, and we're everywhere. Okay, you'll find wow. us there for sure. And if, if you want to find us directly, you just go to www.louevrettgroup.com. There's no the in front of it. It's louevrettgroup.com. There's a, our phone numbers there because we actually do answer phones. <laughs> if you call us, oh, there's wow. a fillable form if you want to connect with us. And there's um, LinkedIn, Facebook, LinkedIn. and Instagram. Yep. And look us up. Mm-hmm. Hashtag the Lueva Group and you'll find us. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Wonderful. And as a matter of fact, you can even, when wow. you're on the website, there's even some free stuff on there you can check out. Mm-hmm. You can sign up for our Tuesday oh, thoughts. Cool which is every Tuesday you'll get an email right to your email with a nice quote and a picture for motivation on leadership and personal growth. That's all free. Just sign up. I get that every Tuesday. Um, And there's a couple other cool stuff in there you can check out. All right. Well, that's great. And I'll definitely be signing up. So thank you so much for sharing that. And um, so I wanted to go ahead and thank you guys for being guests on the show. I'm honored to have both of you guys on and, uh, it's definitely been amazing. Uh, th- obviously, this episode has simply blown away my expectations, and I, I want to thank the folks <laughs> in the audience for listening. Um, is, is there any nope. last word or final send-off you, you wanted to mention? Or Yeah, I, I think I'd like to just – I mean, Sherry and I both agree to this, but even though that there's a lot of the listeners, we haven't met you personally, listeners, and mm-hmm. well, there's something about Sherry and I – that you need to know. And that is that no matter whether we've met you or not, we believe in you. And that is authentic. That is really where we come from. We believe in you. We believe in your dream. And um, so reach out to us and we'll talk to you. We'll meet with you. And we can have those conversations just to chat and see if we're a fit. But either way, just know that we do believe in what it is that you intend to be. Amazing. Thank you so much for that. And again, thank you for coming on as guests. And I want to thank the audience. I'm going to see you guys in the next episode. Uh, Take care, everyone, and everyone have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you. Hey, guys, before you go, just real quick, um, if you can just do me a favor, if you can head over uh, to the uh, Apple Podcasts app, And if you're not there already, and if you can leave me a five-star review, that would be great. Um, If you love the show, if you can just go ahead and do that, and that will help uh, to spread the word about the show, and other people can enjoy the show as much as you do. And so if you can do that, that would mean the world to me. 
And also, if you want to email me uh, with any feedback or any praise or support, um, please feel free to go ahead and do that. And you can also email me to request to be put on our email list. Uh, so uh, we can uh, send you out emails uh, when new episodes come out. So uh, thank you very much for being a fan of the show. Thank you for listening to the show and supporting the show. So if you can do that, go out and give us a, a five-star review on the Apple Podcast uh, app. Uh, that would be great. And if you can email us so we can put you on the email list and email us with feedback and praise, that would be amazing. Uh, thank you so much, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye.